<laughs> yes, trick or treat indeed, my dear travelers. Come on inside and let Ranger Harper here tell you a fright-filled tale on this glorious Hollow's Eve. Now, settle in, my ghostly travelers, as I tell you why it isn't nice to come into places uninvited. This one's called Sneak Peek. I don't enjoy Halloween anymore. It isn't because I hate scary movies or am afraid of clowns. It's because of an event when I was 12 that left me with lasting scars. That year felt like all the years before as I stepped out into the crisp autumn eve the trees along the driveway were on fire before the setting sun. Younger kids were already out with their parents trick-or-treating, and there was a buzz in the air that seemed to fill each body that passed with electric giddiness. I tightened the red ribbons on my braided pigtails and clipped my ruby heels for luck as I darted into the fray of the night. Halloween, at the time, was my favorite holiday. Sure, it was great to dress up, and the free pillowcase of candy was a bonus, but what I enjoyed was much more intimate. I skipped down the drive, throwing a candid wave over my shoulder at my parents as a horde of trick-or-treaters dashed to my doorstep. My mother yelled about not staying out all night, with my father retorting that, otherwise the ghouls will give you a fright. I laughed at their ridiculous caution. Ghouls wouldn't even be in this area at night. They kept to graveyards. Everybody knows that. I filed in with the rest of the kids, venturing from home to home, looking for that magical spark only this day granted. I never knew what would set my heart racing. There was no pattern in my obsession. It was just a feeling. And that year, it didn't happen like the years prior. My unconventional selection would have tipped me off toward the danger, but what was a little mischief without danger? Last year's acquisition slid across my chest, beating in time with my heart, a brass locket with a picture of a soldier tucked lovingly inside. It was lying on top of the dresser in Mrs. Laundrie's home when I entered through the window late on Halloween night. Like I said, what I enjoyed was much more intimate. I loved that for one night a year, you were able to catch a glimpse into the home and lives of other people. I bounced with jubilance as each door creaked open to reveal the secrets behind them. Each so unique that not just a fleeting glance would sedate my curiosity. I was nine when I snuck into my first home and procured my first token. It was a teaspoon from the drawer of a neighbor who has long since moved and I can't recall their name. One aspect about my nighttime prowls that made this whole operation a breeze 
was the fact that I lived in one of those small towns where everyone trusts their neighbors and locking doors was almost considered an insult. I can still feel the slickness of my palms as I grasped the ledge of the window and pushed it open before crawling through into the dark home. I was so nervous. I didn't stay long, merely opening the first drawer I came across and dashed out like a ghost, treasure in hand. The thrill that sang in my heart was like nothing my younger self ever experienced. And a year later, I found myself in my second home. And thus, the tradition was started. My pillowcase was full, and my back ached from holding it over my shoulder, but I had yet to find my home for the evening. Every house I greedily peered into didn't flutter my stomach or cause my brain to get dizzy. They were all so boring. As I trudged down the street a few blocks from my own, I worried my lip thinking this was it. This was the year I would go home empty-handed. Then, I saw it. My candy spilled onto the sidewalk as I stopped in my tracks to take in the monstrosity before me. Across the street sat a Victorian home I didn't recognize. In the haze of the streetlights, the house was blacker than a raven's feather. The porch whistled and groaned, with tufts of grass peeking through uneven cracks. There was no light on inside, but that didn't mean no one was home. My heart lurched my feet forward, my candy long forgotten, as I crossed the street in a bespelled daze to circle the home before me. Uncut grass tickled my calves as I made my way to the back of the home. Large windows with ghostly lace curtain watched my progression as I slinked closer and closer, seeking an access point. As I searched, I attempted to recall if anyone new had moved into the neighborhood. It was possible someone did, and it wasn't like I knew every person in our quiet town. My imagination burst forward with conjurings of ghoulish old hags and dusty crypt keepers as I ascended the stairs to the back door. My slender fingers encompassed the knob, and the song of the night fell silent. I released the handle and turned, surveying the overgrown grass. There was no longer a breeze running through my tresses, and the crickets had laid down their fiddles. My heart hammered, a small voice in my brain telling me to turn back, but my curiosity would not stand for cowardice. Taking the knob in my hand once more, I turned it with a satisfying click and entered the dark home. It was better than I expected. Through the filtered moonlight, the interior was littered with dusty antique furniture and trinkets I could not place. Ornate lace doilies covered every tabled surface. Unlit oil lamps lined the walls and paintings depicting naked women and beasts were scattered throughout the space. I was entranced, my mouth hanging wide open. A thump above me had me freezing mid-step at the bottom of the wooden staircase. 
I held my breath, waiting to see if I had finally been caught. But no sound followed the first. I was gripping the railing and moving upward before I even knew what I was doing. The thrill of me snooping sent all my cares right out the curtained windows. I was glad for the carpeting on the stairs, muffling my small steps as I climbed higher and higher. The landing narrowed into a dark corridor, save for a door halfway down with light pouring from the cracks. I inched toward it, a moth flying too close to the flame. I sat next to the frame, my heart jittering, listening for more movement in the room beyond. As quietly as I could manage, I crawled to the door and peered through the large keyhole. My heart stuttered down the flight of stairs. The room was lit in warm light, but enough that I could see everything clearly. Dark wooden shelves occupied every available space, lined with what I assumed were herbs and various liquids, and my hand shook as it moved to cover my mouth. Jars with hands, toes, tongues, hearts, and other body parts I could not name were sprinkled throughout the shelves of herbs as if they were everyday supplies. My stomach churned the chocolate inside it, and I swallowed hard to keep it in place. My eyes finally tore from the jars to the center of the room, where a long, dark table sat with a figure hunched over its top. The spotlight from the desk lamp illuminated a limp form with patchwork skin in the center as the figure drove a thick, carved needle and string in and out of the skin. I gasped without meaning to, and the figure's face snapped up. Stringy black and gray hair framed the growing, tarnished smile that spread across the woman's face. Do I have a little peeping mouse in my house? The old lady croaked. I shot up from my kneeling post and ran for the stairs, not caring the old crone knew I was there any longer. The brocade door creaked open just as my foot hit the first step, but I didn't dare turn around. Come here, little mouse. Don't you want your peek? <laughs> the crone laughed as my feet drummed against the stairs, a shiver coiling down my spine. Don't run, little mouse. You may hurt yourself. <laughs> She tissed her disapproval, the sound tickling the nape of my neck, the sensation ripping a scream from my throat. Her words must have been a spell. As they left her lips, my shoelace wedged itself under my foot and I tumbled down the remaining flight of stairs. My skull cracked on the rugged foyer floor, the world blinking in and out of existence for a moment. When the room focused once more, my head pounded and my body ached from the fall. I turned my face toward the front door, but was met with the wrinkled lines of the crone's smile. I froze, too afraid to scream or move. Later, I will realize that moving was futile. The crone bent closer, our noses nearly touching, her wild yellow eyes searching mine. Well now, little mouse. 
it isn't nice to come into a person's home unannounced, especially to spy on them or pilfer their things. I wanted to shake my head no, denying what she already knew to be true, but it was too late for apologies. Gnarled fingers came into view as the crone displayed my prize, a single sheet of antique lace I had taken and put in my pocket before climbing those insidious stairs. She clucked her tongue at the lie in my eyes. What to do? What to do? Ah, yes. The crone giggled to herself as tears began to roll down my cheeks. An eye for an eye will do just fine. I sat motionless in the hospital bed as the doctor gave my parents instructions for my at-home care. My mom hadn't stopped crying for the entire week I spent there, and dad was a ball of fury. The police found me wandering the streets in the early hours of the morning on November 1st, catatonic, tear and blood streaked, and with one less eye. I still hadn't spoken about what happened, and boy, did people try to get me to talk. But how can I tell them that for the past few years, I had been sneaking into homes and stealing keepsakes every Halloween, and this year, I paid the price. That a witch took my eye for trespassing and had to watch as she sewed my hazel eye into her patched skin doll's head, or about the lock of hair she snipped to use in the event I told anyone about what transpired. An insurance policy, she said, just before she shut the door in my face, or the fact that the house I exited burned to the ground on Halloween night over a hundred years ago. This has been a Morbid Forest production. On this week's episode, you've heard Sneak Peek, written by Naomi Richards and narrated by Naomi Richards as the trick-or-treater and the old crone, and Luna as the howling wolf at the beginning of the episode. We hope you enjoyed our first Halloween special. We look forward to celebrating our favorite holiday more with you in the future. And I just want to do a few housekeeping notes. Season two has been mapped and is currently in production. Woot woot! Sean and I are super excited to bring you even more this time around. 
follow us on Instagram for up-to-date news on its release and little tiny sneak peeks of what season two will look like. Want to get more bonus content and talk to us a little bit more one-on-one? Head over to patreon.com slash themorbidforest and become a Patreon supporter of the podcast today and get a sneak peek of what's going on in season two. And if you like what you hear, rate and review us on Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast reviews are a way to get us front and center to other listeners, and we couldn't do this without your support. So get us out there and let us steal some other souls. I mean, get some other listeners. <laughs> As always, you can give us feedback and send us little love notes on our Gmail account, and that is themorbidforest at gmail.com. And don't forget to get your merch. We have everything on Redbubble from t-shirts to blankets to coffee mugs to magnets. So head over to Redbubble and check out our awesome cool merch designs. You guys won't be disappointed. I will link everything in the show notes as well as everything is on our Instagram for all of our links to everything. As of right now, Instagram and Gmail are our main contacts for the show. Sean and I are working gremlins and trolls, so we can only manage so much just as this little team. But we are still managing somehow. It's probably because I sold my soul a while ago. Yeah, that's about right. (laughs) Thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting us, our dear travelers. We couldn't do this podcast without you, and I will never stop shouting out how awesome all of our supporters are. So I hope you like lots of love. (laughs) And... Have a very happy Halloween, travelers. We'll see you next time on The Morbid Forest. <laughs>